Hey friends, welcome to the Next Step Leadership Podcast, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. I'm Tracy Reynolds, and my partner for the Next Step Journey is Chris Maxwell. Together we hope to inspire, assist, and create the confidence you need to take your next step in your personal growth, spiritual growth, vocation, or even your calling. Thanks for joining us. Well, come on, let's dive into this week's episode of Next Step Leadership. Welcome to Next Step Leadership Podcast. I'm Chris Maxwell, and Tracy Reynolds and I are uh, here to have another conversation with a friend. Tracy, it's good to see you. Yeah, I'm excited today to have Jamie Kane, longtime friend, uh, colleague in education and ministry. Welcome, Jamie. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Man, we've been friends for a long, long time. We would love for you just to tell us a bit about yourself and how we got to be sitting here in the, the same room, even though we're not in the same room. We're half a country apart, but it's great to see your face, man. Uh, and you don't look nearly as old as I do, so I'm not sure what's going on there, but uh, catch us up, man. I, I don't, I don't, I'm glad I don't look quite as old as uh, I could. Um, I, you look great, man. I, you've always you got this. <laughs> you might have some gray gray hair, but you look great. Thank you. Um, it's great to be with you guys. Uh, I, in some ways, I'm surprised to be sitting here because um, I'm not where I thought I would end up when I graduated from Emmanuel College. Um, wow, almost um, almost thirty years ago now, oh. and um, I, I went thinking I was going to be a, a missionary and. Uh, first year they shut down the missions program, and then I thought I was going to be a preacher, and uh, that didn't seem like the way the Lord was leading me, so I switched, became an English major, and that's really where I, where I found my my heart was in uh, reading and writing and teaching, and um, expected to to spend most of my life doing it, and, and to some degree I have, but the contexts have been so different. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in, in leadership at Emmanuel for a little while. In the admissions office, and uh, got my graduate degree at the University of Georgia. Go dogs! Amen. And um, <laughs> then uh, my wife decided uh, to go to Wheaton College, Wheaton Graduate School, and um, so we picked up and moved halfway across the country. And on a whim, I submitted an application to Tyndale House Publishers to be an editor, and got the job. And over the next four years, I edited everything from. Um, from the uh, from a men's devotional Bible to uh, some volumes of the Left Behind series, wow. um, and all, all kinds of things in between. It was an incredible ride, and then uh, and in some ways I thought that might last forever at that point. Um, but we got a call to go back to Emmanuel, and um, I became the campus pastor immediately before Chris. Uh, spent a couple of years uh, at Emmanuel, and then. Uh, pivoted out again, this time into um, into K through twelve education. So it was uh, th- that's where I spent the bulk of my time over the last twenty years. Well, let me interject that this is probably the only time in the history of the world that there will be three campus pastors at Emmanuel College on the line because I was campus pastor at Emmanuel College, you were campus pastor, and Pastor Chris is currently. Campus pastor Emmanuel. Wow, so, something cosmic is probably going to happen. <laughs> I'm not making any predictions of what that might be, but it's probably good that we're not actually in the same room because I don't know if the the universe could handle it. 
<laughs> so after you did that, uh, what, where did life take you? So I, kind of uh, in a really surprising way, a friend was starting a Christian school, a classical Christian school, and, um, and he said, you know, what would you think about throwing your hat in the ring to be the headmaster? And I had, I had been involved in higher ed, never thought I would be involved in K-12 education, but um, I got kind of excited and, uh, and spent the next 12 years as the headmaster of this school in Decula, Georgia, and um, watched my kids grow up there. My oldest son went to that school from kindergarten through 12th grade and graduated from there in 2020. Um, and along the way, it was, it was, uh, it's amazing to watch kids grow up in that way. I had seen the changes that could happen to a, stu- a college student from freshman to so- sophomore to sophomore to senior year. And, um, but it's really radical to, to have seen a child come to school for the first day and then watch them walk across the stage and receive a diploma. So um, that really became, and it still is, uh, a, a major part of my thinking. My children still go to a classical Christian school, and um, it, that's too big a subject to try and tackle in our, in our conversation. But um, Christian education has been a big part of my, my passion uh, and has even informed most of the writing that I've done, uh, writing and editing that I did after, uh, after leaving Tyndall House. Um, I, I still write to help people understand things, to communicate well, and my editing has always been to help a, help an author find their the best voice, the way to to uh, to say things that will be clear and God honoring and uh, whatever whatever they've chosen to say. And then uh, Dr. Beecham, uh, who is the presiding bishop of the International Pentecostal Holiness Church, called me and said that uh, he had an opening for the communications director. It's actually the second time we had that conversation. <laughs> Uh, and this time I accepted, and we moved to Oklahoma in June of 2020. Uh, by the way, if you ever decide to move, uh, don't do it at the height of a pandemic. Mm. I was just yeah. thinking that. So, man, a lot of courage, or I, I don't know, there's a thin line between courage and stupidity sometimes. <laughs> Full, foolhardy, definitely. Foolhardy. Mm. <laughs> well, well, you Jamie, survived. you know, there's so many uh, stories within those stories of your positions, your roles. Uh, talk to us about kind of lessons learned and, and what you can say to people who right now are, are facing possible change. Uh, they're going through uncertainty or they've, they've left a position and some of them feel like maybe I didn't do such a good job. I mean, so many things can be rolling through our minds as we transition. I think um, what, one of the things I wish I had known, and actually I should take that back because uh, one of the best pieces of advice I ever received was from my current boss, um, Bishop Beecham. And I talked to him, I think I was probably right around 30. And um, I, he, I had spoken, I had spoken, I think it was actually at Emmanuel, and I had said something in a service or something like that. And he, we talked a little bit afterward. And um, he asked how old I was, and I told him. And he, he laughed and he said, you won't even want to know what you want to do until you're 50. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually have held on to that in a really, um, maybe, maybe even more than I should, but every time I've hit a hiccup or a bend in the road or have felt like I was transported to a different place, <laughs> um, I've, I've taken that to heart, that God is making me into some... Uh, into the kind of leader and the kind of person and and the um, 
the right leader for whatever situations he puts me in. Um, so when, when the, those things came along, I think I did learn pretty early um, to roll with the punches and say, you know, I haven't done this before. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not risk averse, but I'm not a daredevil. Uh, and yet, I've had the opportunity to do a lot of surprising things, and um, in part because I, I said yes. And so uh, w- one piece of advice or one, one insight I've had along the way is to, um, not to dismiss something out of hand just because it seems like it's out of your, your comfort zone mm-hmm. um, or doesn't seem like it's what you had in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard somebody say a number of years ago that everything I've always wanted has always been on the other side of my comfort zone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I, there have, there's a certain personality um, trait that I have, and I'm, I'm constantly looking for the perfect thing, mm-hmm. and, um, which is uh, a, <laughs> a feature and a bug, maybe, <laughs> in my programming. Um, because I'm, I'm constantly asking about my current space. But is this, is this the best I can do? Is this, have I made this, have I given all I can to this? Um, and then asking the question, is it, is it time for something different? Or just at least having an eye open for something that might be available um, or presenting itself just outside my field of vision, <clears throat> excuse me, so to speak. Do you find that to be more uh, challenging and adventuresome or scary and uh... um, it, it depends. Depends on the day, but I, I think there's um, like when, when we took the plunge uh, it, in this most recent move and decided, okay, yeah, we're going to go all in and we're going to move to Oklahoma of all places. Um, I, there was a, a fair deg- fair amount of excitement at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, getting to know something new, I, I, I like a new challenge. I like getting to to work with a new meet and work with a new team. Um, but as with everything else, it, it ends up being slightly different than I expected. My, my vision's not 2020 when it comes to those things. Um, and stepping into a place, coming to know the people, um, and then trying to figure out how to work together is a bigger challenge than, than we're, we're likely to see on the front end. Um, so, and I, and, and leaving my, my role at, uh, at the Oak Hill Classical School, that was probably the most difficult move I ever made uh, mm-hmm. because I had spent so long there. My, my son had grown up there, my children. Um, I made the best friends I've ever made in my life there as an, as an adult. They're, I mean, we're still friends, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um, but journeying with them through joy and sorrow was, um, was surprising. Uh, I, did, I didn't know what it took to make become friends to be be a friend uh, especially as an adult I think make, making friends as an adult is really difficult mm-hmm. and uh, God in his mercy put us in the right place and we weathered some serious storms together both professionally and personally and um, what came out of it was something really beautiful hmm. so much of what you're saying is like I want everybody to hear this uh, Jamie, uh, many of the people who listen to this podcast are wired like you. It's like, I want to be doing the right thing. I want to be doing that the right way. But I also want to leave well when it's time to leave. Uh, and it's tough to find that in this tension of life. 
you know, my latest book, it's Equilibrium, and two of the chapters are just presenting these two different options uh, as guidelines for life. Uh, chapter 21 is serve the right way at, in the right place for the right reasons. And then the chapter after that, chapter 22, leave the right way at the right time for the right reasons. Uh, how can we find that balance as we are trying to pursue dreams and accomplish goals, but live in both of those worlds in a healthy and successful way? Yeah, I think um, not many people, um, when they go into a, into a setting, think about what will this look like when I'm not in the picture? Mm. Um, we don't ever think about ourselves not included in, right. in the work that we're doing, um, but it's vitally important um, it, it, because it's more than leaving a legacy. It, it's, it's, it's about caring for the people and the community that you're in. And um, not many people are able to, to do that. Uh, I, it certainly did happen for me. I mean, I, I didn't expect to be out of the picture. I, I thought I would probably retire at Oak Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not there. And I've watched from a distance as it's continued and grown and changed and, um, and wrestling with the, the feeling that I failed it mm-hmm. somehow, that I wasn't able to finish well, um, or I wasn't able to finish the way that I thought. It's like, um, it's like being in a race and, um, and then realizing maybe midway through, through a combination of factors, talking with friends, you know, you, you kind of just realize, huh, I thought I was running this race, but now I, I, I'm, on this, I'm on this track. Somehow I ended up over here, and the finish line's different. Um, somebody else is going to finish what I did there. It's, um, I handed off the baton and, uh, and wasn't ready uh, mentally or emotionally. And um, so I, in some ways I'm still dealing with that, but I think the questions it's forced me to ask about where I find my satisfaction, where uh, my deepest longings will be fulfilled are not in the work that I do or the leadership that I provide or the accolades that I receive from people who think I did a good job. Ultimately, I'm, I am running a race with a finish line that is um, that, that beatific vision, seeing the Lord Jesus um, and hearing his words. That's, that's the the best and toughest lesson, I think, to learn, especially in the, if I can pivot just one second, our leadership culture is so toxic in some ways yeah. because what it produce, produces in people is that relentless desire to perform yeah. um, and perform in such a way that everybody says, yay, yeah. um, everybody around you. And and always there's always a next step that's upward, not mm-hmm. one that's downward. <laughs> um or sideways, and um, so we need those. We need those lessons to be able to remember um, who we run, who we run for, and yeah. what what the accolades we want most to receive are. That's so priceless. You know, I think the the relationships that we have along the way, the people that are in the boat with us, um, like you said, caring about them, not just the mission of the organization you know do i honestly care uh about the person to my left the person to the right 
and the implications of my decisions what, as a leader they might have on them, those are difficult. So how do you find peace in the midst of that storm? How, how do you know that, hey, I'm being faithful in the day and in the moment? Um, what, one of the checkups I have to perform, um, and I, I do this not out of, um, well, what I do is uh, check in on the places I work and um, pay attention to what's happening in them. I, don't, I, I haven't found it very healthy, at least for me, to cut myself off from where I've been, um, but to be able to look back and see how their successes continue, um, even if they're not successes that I envisioned. So being able to look, pay attention to what's happening at Emmanuel College, for example, and rejoice where I can and grieve where I, right. where I ought to and uh, maintain those connections as much as possible has been important. Um, and, and then to check in with my, my Tyndale family. I was there just four years, but it, it radically changed my life to be involved with Christian writing and publishing. Um, and then especially with, with Oak Hill, I'm, I'm still connected to a, a lot of people there. But to be able to pay attention and see the, the things they're doing, uh, whether they're things that I envisioned or things that I resisted when I was there. Mm. And I, that's probably the hardest part is to see people take a, make a decision that you wouldn't have made yeah. had you been in that seat. Uh, or, or if you actually said no when you were in that seat and they decided later, actually it makes sense for us. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's been a... That's been important is to stay connected to those previous places. Do you find that your role has changed to becoming more of a cheerleader and an encourager? Yeah, definitely. And I, one, of the, one of the beautiful things about being involved in education is that the, the people who are, you're ministering to most are still growing. Mm-hmm. Um, and once, once you get to adulthood, um, the growth changes and it, it definitely isn't as visible um and and i think adults tend to be a little more closed off when it comes to sharing how they're growing but you know uh, <laughs> i had one one family who always every year k through 12 did a first day of school picture with me oh. and so when they came in the kids would you know we'd stand there and looking back at those pictures now and watching this child grow from kindergarten to 12th grade in the matter of what felt like to me a blip. But for them, it's uh, over half their life now. Um, So I I think it's important to be able to see those milestones along the way too. And and be excited about what's happening in their lives. Absolutely. And learning to rejoice when it's time to rejoice and, and to grieve well. I think on the next, in the next podcast, uh, Jimmy, let's talk a little more about that. Uh, let's let's talk about uh, rejoicing well, not the performance rejoicing in front of the crowd, but just rejoicing in healthy ways. But also mm-hmm. learning to grieve well because that's a that's a part of life. And so, thanks for this conversation, and we look forward to the the next time that we can have dialogue with you as we're just all searching for ways to make our next steps our best steps. Thanks for joining us on Next Step Leadership, the weekly conversation dedicated to your personal growth and leadership development. Chris and I are so glad you dropped in. You can find us on all your favorite podcast providers. Do us a favor and hit subscribe. And if you really want to help us, give us a rating. 
We so appreciate your support. Check out our show notes for more information regarding guest contact information. Chris Maxwell's 11th book, Equilibrium, 31 Ways to Stay Balanced on Life's Uneven Services, is available now at www.chrismaxwell.me or Amazon, where you can find all of Chris's previous books as well. Our featured music is by Casual Americans. You can find their new musical releases at www.casualamericans.com or at your favorite music suppliers. We release Next Steps Leadership each Thursday, so join us again next week on The Next Step Journey, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. Oh,